0: Welcome to My Secret Obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and we're listening to Blood Kiss by Karen Shevin. This psychological suspense novel blends romance with creepy thrills to keep you glued to your seat. One reviewer says, The story is full of twists and turns, mystery, drama, suspense, and romance. Jack closed the limo door behind the young lady and rolled his eyes as he looked towards the heavens. It was hard not to look at her ass as she climbed in. It really was. He hadn't tried to look, but her skirt barely covered her ass when she stood straight. And then, as she leaned over to crawl inside the limo, forget about it. And she wasn't sporting proper panties under that dress, either. That much had been obvious. He pulled open the passenger side door and shook his head as he slid onto the seat next to Mike. We're good to go. Does Mr. Do-Gooder have his companion with him? Mike hated the fact that they were often privy to the deception and lies that people spun and manipulated others with. They had protected so many corrupt people in the hopes of the greater good that he wondered if any of it had made any difference. And now, here he was, helping a man cheat on his wife. It was his job to provide security, which clients typically believed included their reputation while under Savage Security's protection. That really frustrated him. Mike felt it turned him into a liar. Or at least made him complicit with a liar. At least the girl was legal. He drew the line at that. No fucking way would he sit by as a minor was assaulted. Yes, Jack snorted. Are you sure the privacy divider is up? Jack looked over his shoulder at the darkened glass that separated the driver's area from the guest's area of the limousine. Trust me, I do not want to see or hear any of that. Mike laughed. Yeah, I double-checked. Listening to that hypocrite grunt and run around on her is the last thing I want to listen to. It really pissed him off that this man was cheating on his wife. But Mike had seen it a hundred times. Unfortunately, he was impressed when he saw a faithful man. But the fact that this man preached fidelity and abstinence through his wholesome reality television show, really pissed him off. If he could rat the guy out, he would, but he wasn't a rat. And, truthfully, Mike knew the jerk would end up shooting himself in the foot eventually. They always did. The guy would go down in a blaze of glory, but unfortunately, so would his wife, and she didn't deserve that. Jack fiddled with the buttons on the console until he found a station that he liked. He tapped his fingertips along the top of the door in time with the music. How much of Viagra do you think he took? Jack looked over at Mike and shook his head with a smile. He knew this stuff pissed Mike off. He just thought it was kind of funny. A look of disdain crossed Mike's face. Viagra? Please tell me you did not see him take any of that. Tyson and Logan had been stuck in a doctor's office with an actor a few months back because of an erection that wouldn't go away. They had to smuggle the actor into the office of a doctor who'd signed a non-disclosure agreement with their company. And being that they were in charge of his security, also meant they had to hide the problem from the public. The actor couldn't have the embarrassment of erectile dysfunction when he was the premier action superstar. Nothing screams impotent, washed-up superstar like erectile dysfunction. I did see a little blue pill on the carpet by his feet. Jack couldn't help but smile. Please, kill me if I ever need a little blue pill to get it up for a hot chick. Actually, the only chick he cared about was back at Savage Securities, and he knew he'd never need a little blue pill to get it up for her. He didn't even bother hitting on the women at bars anymore. His goal was to figure out a way to get around Cole's mandate of no inter-office dating. Cole had cited something about not pissing where you swam, or some shit like that. But Jack wouldn't mind muddying up the waters with her. Mike hoped like hell he didn't end up at the hospital, or a doctor's office hiding a cock that refused to submit. Maybe the little blue pill would be this man's downfall. I guess Mr. Self-Righteous is not concerned about going into his business meeting with a boner, Mike said with a laugh. Some people were so stupid. The idiot should have waited until after the meeting for his rendezvous with the hot blonde. One side of Jack's mouth curled up into a mischievous smile. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe he can hide his little woody easily, Jack laughed. But I promise, if I ever have daughters, I'm starting a college savings plan for them as soon as they're born. No way are they screwing dirty old men so they can go to college. True that, Mike replied, nodding his head. He'd seen so many young women throw themselves at the men that he protected for so long that he'd almost become numb to it. But when he thought about the fact that they were real women, someone's daughter, sister, or even mother, It really bothered him. They weren't someone's plaything, something to be used and discarded. Most of them were doing this crap in order to make a better life. The girl in the back of the limo was a single mom working her way through college. She would make more in an hour with this man than she would all week at a regular job. He couldn't blame her for doing it. He paid the bills. But man, he wondered what kind of demons would follow her by the time she was done. The morning passed quickly. Mike and Jack walked their celebrity through the conference center and ushered him into the private room. The other members of the security team waited inside. Mike exchanged a few words with them and then left. He was glad to be done with the man. He normally didn't mind handling private security like this. It was generally routine stuff. But today, his mind was on Alicia. He wanted to be with her not babysitting a grown man who was afraid people might see the real him. He'd texted Alicia a few times throughout the morning. She'd replied each time, just like she promised. Mike slipped inside the driver's side of the limo and started the engine. He shot a glare at Jack as he eased himself onto the passenger seat and closed the door. "'What are you doing?' Mike asked. "'He wanted some alone time with Alicia.' He was hoping to get to the school around her lunch break. Jack shrugged his shoulders and said, What do you mean? I'm going with you. You're going to Alicia's school with me, Mike clarified, his eyes widening. Yeah, I'm your wingman, Jack said casually, as if Mike was the dumbest person on the planet for not already knowing this. You already have a woman you're infatuated with. Why are you going to the school with me? I'm not going to find a woman, stupid. Jack shook his head. I'm going because you shouldn't go by yourself. Mike eased the limo into traffic. I'm a big boy. I can go to an elementary school by myself. He shot a condescending glance to Jack. I've been to scarier places. I don't know, man. I've heard that those high estrogen places can be downright terrifying for men of our level of testosterone. Jack snorted a laugh. Look, man, in all honesty, you got a woman who's got an honest-to-God pervert after her. You want to keep her safe. I've got your back. Jack paused and noted how Mike gripped the steering wheel at the mention of the pervert. We're a teen. Thanks, man, Mike said. He didn't have the words to express how thankful he was to Jack. Their time together in the field had bonded them forged them into one strong unit. Their brotherhood was like that. He knew that he could count on them, just like they knew they could count on him. They were a team. Mike pulled into the school parking lot and parked the limo in the midst of a sea of minivans and SUVs. He grabbed the tracker, shoved it into his pocket, and stretched as he rose from the limo. He glanced around the parking lot. Nothing looked suspicious. But then again, if the stopper worked here, then he was already in the building. Mike didn't like that. The idea that Leisha was in the building with the man that wanted to violate her infuriated him. He stopped his mind from going any further. He wasn't going to allow the man to harm her in any way, so he didn't need to let his imagination get away from him. Jack pulled open the door to the school and Mike stepped inside. The school office was to their right. A cheery woman popped her head through the open glass window. Can I help you? She asked, her voice feminine and a little shaky. She'd caught a glance of them in the security mirror as they entered school. She hadn't seen two such impressive specimens of men in the school since... ever. They were the type of men that women shamelessly desired. The type of men that men wished they were even if only for a day. Mike stepped up to the window, and the lady eased back in her chair. He rested his hands on the counter and smiled. She smiled up at him, with her eyebrows raised and a slight blush to her cheeks. I'm here to see Miss Woods. I'm a friend. Mrs. Hughes knew her cheeks flashed red the second the hot hunk said that he was Alicia's friend. Congratulations, Alicia! If he could see the happy dance that she was doing in her mind for Alicia, she'd die on the spot. Miss Woods is at lunch right now, Mrs. Hughes said professionally. She just walked past, though. I think she was headed for her classroom. Jack couldn't help but smile at the friendly lady behind the counter. Her thoughts were as blatantly obvious as Southern Baptist billboards in the Bible Belt. It was clear that the poor women slaving away in schools were unnecessarily deprived of testosterone on a daily basis. No wonder Alicia hadn't let Mike Walker in this morning. His presence would have attracted far too many questions. Jack had already counted five women who gawked shamelessly at them as they walked past with students trailing behind. A few ogled them as they walked down the small hallway that was behind the lady. Then they returned to stare some more, all while pretending to look for something on the receptionist's desk. Her class is up those stairs and to the left. Mrs. Hughes stood and pointed to the stairs down the hallway. She's in room 213. Thank you, Mike said and headed towards the stairs. Ma'am, Jack said with a slight head nod as she eased back into her chair. She smiled back, her cheeks flushed. Jack caught up with Mike. Like shooting fish in a barrel. Forget the bars, Jack snickered. Schools are a gold mine for picking up women, Mike looked over at Jack. Most of them are married. Someone should tell them that, he replied with a low chuckle. He hadn't felt so violated since he stumbled upon the bachelorette party in Vegas. As they made their way through the hall and up the stairs, Mike was impressed by the orderly lines of students. The tiny kindergartners looked up at the two big men in awe. Mike had forgotten what it was like to be so small, to see everything from the eyes of an innocent child. He didn't spend much time around kids, and being surrounded by so many of them now put it all in perspective. Alicia lived in a bubble. Her world was safe, and the battles she fought were skirmishes between kids fighting over a game on the playground or who should be first in line. His battles were real with the potential for bloodshed. He kept people safe from killers who would do things that normal people couldn't even imagine. That was why she hadn't fully grasped the danger she was in. That was why she insisted on coming to work. She honestly couldn't begin to fathom the threat barreling towards her. Mike read off the room numbers as they walked down the hallway. When they came to her door, Mike turned toward Jack. You can wait here, he stated. Jack nodded and leaned against the concrete wall. He wondered what Bella was up to. Had she chilled at all from the meeting this morning? Feisty sure looked good on her. Mike knocked on the door and walked in. Alicia had been placing papers on the desks, but at his knock she turned. She couldn't help the wide smile that greeted him. She'd spent the morning indulging in fantasies about him instead of drowning in negative thoughts about her stalker. Hey there, he cooed as he strode to her. He slipped his hand around her waist and pulled her against him. Glad the kids were still at lunch. Hello, handsome, she said. You look absolutely yummy. She slipped her arms under his suit jacket and slid them up his back as she traced his lips with her tongue. She'd thought of him all morning thought of his touch and his taste. The heat from his kiss was going to melt her on sight. The kids would come back to the classroom and find a puddle where their teacher had been, just like the melting witch on the Wizard of Oz. Mike deepened the kiss, brought her fingers forward, bringing them from behind his back to the front of his chest. As her hands roamed over his body, she felt something. Hard. Big powerful. She broke the kiss. Is that what I think it is? She gasped. She pulled his suit jacket open, her jaw gaped, and her heart raced for a completely different reason. You can't be in here with that, she whispered and quickly pulled his jacket closed. You have to go, now, she whispered emphatically, trying to push him towards the door. Mike had never seen anyone whisper a scream before but now he had. It was an interesting sight. He wrapped his arms around Alicia's waist and pulled her to him. Baby, don't worry. His voice slid over her in a warming embrace. He kissed her lips and stared into her blue eyes. I've never prematurely discharged my weapon. You're safe. His smooth voice cooed in her ear. He fought back the smile. He'd been hanging around Jack too long. I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing, but you can't be here with that thing. That's a gun. She mouthed the three-letter word as if saying it aloud would result in SWAT teams crashing through the windows, shoving a bag over Mike's head, and dragging him away to some isolated location where she'd never hear from him again. He chuckled and nuzzled her nose. Trust me, I feel safer with it. He took her lips and his sucking them gently into his mouth and squeezing her ass with his hand. Her insides melted as she gave in to his kiss and returned his passion. She'd missed him. She'd missed all of him. His sense of humor, his touch, his taste, his dependability. She especially missed the cocoon of safety she felt when he was around. She was sure the list went on but her mind was shutting down as the kiss melted her from the inside out. She pulled away, conscious of the fact that lunch would soon be over. What are you doing here? She rested her hand on his chest. I brought you something. Mike reached into his pocket and pulled out the tracker. You need to wear this. Alicia looked at the tiny round device that Mike cradled in his palm. What is it? She tapped it with the tip of her finger. It's a tracker. I want to hide it in your bra. Did you really come all this way just to sneak a peek at my awesome boobs? She teased and smoothed her hands over his chest. Busted, Mike replied. Do you want to do it or should I? He would be more than happy to help her out of her shirt. Allow me. Alicia didn't trust the look in his eyes. She unbuttoned the top buttons of her shirt and pulled the fabric away to reveal her bra. Where are you going to put it? On the strap? Inside or outside? In the cup? She'd never done anything like this. Part of her found this bizarrely exciting. Was this just another day on the job for him? Did he regularly put trackers in women's bras? Mike wanted it concealed. He didn't want the pervert to be able to see it, even if he tore off her shirt, which Mike had no intention of allowing. Let's put it on the inside of your bra. It will be better hidden that way, he winked at Alicia, trying to allay her concerns. His fingers slipped between the bra cup and her soft flesh as he pulled the bra away from her breast. He couldn't help but notice the tiny goosebumps that rose along her soft curves as his fingers slipped the tracker into place. He willed his body not to react. This was about her protection, not pleasure. A commotion from the hallway distracted them. Alicia felt Mike's hands at her breast, moving her bra back into place, but her eyes were glued on the door. Raised voices were just outside her classroom. What's going on? she thought. She couldn't help the adrenaline that flooded her system. She knew something was wrong and it scared her. We heard Jack mouthing off to someone. Alicia rushed to button her shirt, turning her back to the door. She looked over her shoulder and saw Mr. Alvarez barrel his way into her classroom, followed by a very large man. Mike stepped between Alicia and the intruding man. Miss Woods, Mr. Alvarez said, his dark eyes landing on Mike and then going back to her. Are you okay? These men. He paused and looked over his shoulder at the large man behind him. They're not hurting you, are they? Mike had to give the guy credit. He'd barged past Jack to check on Alicia. Was that genuine concern for a friend? Or was it obsessive desire to dominate another? Not many men dared to defy Jack. Alicia stepped around Mike. Mr. Alvarez, I'd like you to meet my boyfriend, Mike. She stood between the two men and gestured with her hand, doing her best to ease the tension that had filled the room. As a teacher, There were a few people you didn't want to piss off. The principal, office staff, and the custodian. And Mike, I'd like you to meet Mr. Alvarez. He's the school custodian. He helps me out all the time. Mike would like Mr. Alvarez a lot better if he wasn't so average. He wasn't overly tall or overly short. Nor was he overly fat or skinny. The man was perfectly average in every way which put him as a perfect candidate for Alicia's stalker. Mike did notice a wedding band on the man's finger, but that didn't mean anything. Mike knew better than to think that married meant faithful. He had already seen that once today. Nice to meet you, Mike said through gritted teeth. Alicia looked at him, shocked by the tone he took with Mr. Alvarez. She smiled at Mr. Alvarez, trying to make up for Mike's rudeness. Then she quirked an eyebrow at Mike and asked, Who's your friend? She shifted her gaze to the large man behind Mr. Alvarez. He was as tall as Mike and clearly worked out. She figured he must work with Mike. Mike glared at Jack, who'd clearly failed at his one job requirement. Why he'd bothered coming in, Mike didn't know. Apparently, he was useless. That's Jack, Mike said. "'Just Jack?' Alicia said with a shake of her head and shrug of her shoulders. She wanted more information on the green-eyed man intimidating Mr. Alvarez. "'Yes. Just Jack,' Mike repeated slowly. He hoped Jack would read the frustration in his tone. "'Yeah. Jack knew. Mike was pissed. But there wasn't much he could do about that. He'd just have to take Mike's anger and let it roll off of him. It wasn't the end of the world.' He didn't think the little man was the stalker anyway. He didn't have crazy eyes. Jack saw Alicia's physical appeal immediately. He also noticed that she missed a button when she redid her shirt. She'd need to fix that before leaving the classroom, or rumors would fly. Women could be such gossips. He chuckled to himself. Should he tell the guides at work? He glanced up at Mike. Probably not. Mike would tell them how the little custodian got past him. Jack stepped forward and stretched out his hand. Hi, he said to Alicia. Jack. Jack Bower. Alicia snorted and laughed as they shook hands. Really? No. Jack smiled with a firm headshake. Jack Black. Alicia's brows pulled down. Really? she questioned, her voice rising an octave. This man was hard to nail down. Yeah, Jack nodded. He wanted to like her since she was important to Mike, but he wasn't sure what to think of her. She was attractive, so he could see the appeal. But Jack assumed that her judgment was poor if she wasn't taking Jack's advice on how to protect herself. Or perhaps she didn't care how her death may affect his friend. That didn't give her points either, as far as he was concerned. Mike nodded. Yes, his name really is Jack Black. Apparently, his mom was still drugged up when she gave him that ridiculous rhyming name. I like it, Alicia said with a smile. I have a feeling that it suits you. Mr. Alvarez didn't like the looks of either of the men. They were large, muscular, and clearly knew how to throw their muscle around. He could tell that the one he'd tangled with had let him pass. He'd felt Jack's muscles go lax as he barged past him. Alvarez was keenly aware that Jack could have laid him out on the floor, and it scared him. He'd witnessed cruel men back home in the cartels. He just never expected that type of man to wind up at his elementary school, harassing one of his friends. Alicia saw the concern in Mr. Alvarez's eyes. She recognized how brave he was to stand up to Jack in order to help her. Mr. Alvarez, are you all right? She pressed her hand against his arm. Mr. Alvarez appreciated her concern, but she didn't need to worry about him. I'm fine, he replied, patting her hand. He looked over his shoulder at Jack. I was concerned when I saw a stranger guarding your door, and when he didn't want to let me in. I became very concerned. I just wanted to make sure that you were safe. He smiled, still not happy about the two men that were out of place at the school. He'd noticed that her shirt was misbuttoned, too. He was somewhat relieved when she said that the big man was her boyfriend. But he didn't know why that other guy had stood watch at the door. Something wasn't right. There was clearly more to the story. Mike didn't trust Mr. Alvarez, and he disliked the way Alicia put her hand on the man's arm. She didn't need to encourage any man's attention or affection towards her. He didn't care that Mr. Alvarez was married, and he didn't care that Mr. Alvarez knew that he was her boyfriend. The stalker knew about him, and that only infuriated the stalker. Mr. Alvarez could be playing his part very well. The concerned friend who wanted to know a little more about the other man. That's how he'd play it. Mike stepped towards Mr. Alvarez and pasted what looked like a genuine smile on his face. Thanks for your concern. It's nice to know that Alicia had such good friends here at work. He looked tenderly at Alicia took her hand in his, and gave it a gentle squeeze. I am so lucky to know her. He looked back at Mr. Alvarez, squarely in the eyes. You know, a man would do anything for the woman in his life. Yes. Mr. Alvarez nodded his head and returned the fake smile. English may be his second language, but he understood the veiled threat. And Miss Woods is one in a million, Mr. Alvarez replied. You are a lucky man. Then he looked at Alicia. I'll talk to you later. He smiled at Alicia, nodded his head, and walked out the door. Jack followed Mr. Alvarez out the door. Alicia thought it was a little strange that Jack hadn't even bothered to say goodbye to her. She turned around and looked up at Mike. That was weird. She paused to see if Mike would comment. He didn't, so she continued. Your friend seems... She wasn't sure what word to use. Something to relay his strangeness without being insulting. Unique. Mike laughed and stroked one hand down her arm. I'll tell him you said that. He raised his eyebrows and made an obvious look at her shirt. You missed a button. She looked down at her shirt and noticed the fabric bunching. She let out a sigh. How embarrassing. Do you think they noticed? She unbuttoned her shirt and made quick work of redoing the buttons correctly. Nah, he replied. This visit had already taken a turn for the worst. Why add embarrassment over wardrobe malfunction to the mix? Does he just show up very often? Who? Mr. Alvarez? Alicia shook her head. I run into him in the halls. If a kid gets sick, he comes and cleans it up. She glanced at the standard-issue clock that hung over her classroom door. I hate to say it, but I have to go. I have one minute to walk to the cafeteria and get the kids. She gave him a weak smile. Do you want to walk with me? Of course. Mike followed her through the hallway, down the stairs, and past the office. He gave a quick wave to the receptionist who raised her eyebrows as they walked past while Jack hung out by the school entrance. Alicia stopped beside the cafeteria doors and faced Mike. Thanks for coming today happy to, he replied. He wanted to kiss her, wrap his arms around her, but with 20 plus sets of eyes watching, he decided against it. Alicia walked to the front of the line of students, her finger pressed to her lips with the other hand raised in the air. Her students copied her as they stood in a single file line. She turned and motioned with her head for Mike to follow. He heard the quiet whispers of some of the kids as they headed back to the class. At the office, she stopped and turned to Mike and said, I'll see you later. You know it, Mike replied. I'll be here by four. Don't go anywhere that is secluded. Stay in the public areas. School let out at 345, so there would still be kids around and plenty of teachers. Mike's gut told him that she wasn't safe. He'd seen the way Mr. Alvarez looked at her. He'd stood up to Jack in order to check on her. Regardless of how he looked, he was not your average man. I'll be right here, waiting for you. She smiled sweetly at him and then noticed Mrs. Hughes and her periphery staring at them. She fought back a laugh. She couldn't blame Mrs. Hughes. She'd be staring, too. Mrs. Hughes silently mouthed, Wow, to her. Mike glanced over his shoulder to see what had Alicia's attention. He gave a quick smile to the lady, who gave him a quick wave of her hand, and got back to busying herself with paperwork. You need to go. She looked over at Jack, who stood at the door that led to the outside. Your friend is anxious to leave. He keeps looking at his watch. Mike was aware of the time. They were still good, but they did need to leave. Yeah, we gotta hit the road he wanted to kiss her he wanted to taste her right there in the hallway of an elementary school with 20 plus 7 and 8 year olds staring at him but he knew that would only get her in trouble so instead he gave her a weak smile and squeezed her hand text me she interrupted i know the rules she reassured him she patted his arm and gave him a half smile that fully melted his heart got to get back to work She turned and led her line of students up the stairs to the second floor. Mike watched her go, her students following her like a mama duck with her ducklings. Some of the kids walked with their fingers held high in the air, with another finger over their lips, while others poked each other in the back. He would have been the kid poking his friends in the back and causing trouble. He was sure Jack would have been, too. Alicia would have been the little girl in the pigtails who walked quietly with her finger over her mouth and obediently held her hand high. Life was like that. Rule followers, rule breakers, and those who thought the rules didn't apply to them. Whoever her stalker was didn't think that the rules applied to him. In his sick and twisted mind, he believed that he was doing the acceptable. He justified his actions to himself. The monsters always do. They don't worry about the lives they destroy. They just leave a wide path of destruction without a backward glance of concern. Well, this monster was going to be stopped, and it was going to hurt. Mike followed Jack into the parking lot as they headed for the limo. He looked around to make sure there were no kids present. You really fucked that up. Mike barked. Jack knew it was coming. He walked over to his side of the limo and opened the passenger side door. He slipped onto the leather seat. What did you expect me to do? Drop the man in front of a bunch of seven-year-olds? He looked incredulously over at Mike. The hallway was full of kids when he showed up. I didn't have a lot of options. And, uh, did you forget we're both carrying? The last thing we needed was for someone to call the cops. Mike started the engine and drummed his fingertips on the wheel. You could have figured something out. Yeah. I made a shit ton of noise so you'd know we were coming in. Did you plant the tracker? Yes. Then mission accomplished. You can stop bitching at me and focus on the real problem. Jack snorted. I can't believe you're leaving her in there. You're clearly thinking with your cock. After seeing her, I'm back to my original opinion. You need to zip-tie her ass to a table at Savage Securities. Fuck Jack, Mike barked. You think I haven't thought about that all morning? I want to throw her over my shoulder and drag her to work and lock her up tight. But she'd hate me forever, I can't have that. Jack rested an arm on the door and turned so he faced Mike. But you can have her kidnapped, raped, killed. Shut the fuck up. Jack hated to see his friend like this. Mike really was in a fucked-if-you-do and fucked-if-you-don't position. She's what? I'm guessing around 110? Even a pansy-ass pussy should be able to drag her skinny ass back to his fucked-up lair. I'm just saying. Jack shrugged casually. You need to deal with reality. Mike needed to do what was best for Alicia, not what Alicia wanted to do. If she died... Would Mike ever be able to forgive himself? He still carried his sister's death on his shoulders every day, and he hadn't even known Amy was in trouble. What would Alicia's death do to him when he'd taken on the responsibility to protect her? You think I'm not dealing with reality? Mike snapped in disbelief. I know the reality. I live with it every day. I see the pain of reality in my parents' eyes every time I'm with them. There is no escape from reality for me. Mike gripped the steering wheel, his knuckles turning white from his death grip. A battle waged in Mike's head. He'd wanted to go back in and get her. She'd gotten lucky this morning, and he didn't know if her luck would hold. Would she be there waiting for him to pick her up after school? His heart burned in his chest. He hadn't felt pain like this since he heard about his sister's death. Well, I've said my piece, Jack said. When all this goes to hell, and you know it will, I'll have your back. And you won't even hear me say I told you so. Is that a promise? Mike asked. I hope you enjoyed Chapter 22 of Blood Kiss. On Tuesday, Alicia fills Kara in on the situation with Mike, and Mike is delayed at work. He fears he won't be at school in time to pick her up. You can find Karen's other novels on Amazon. Many are free to read with Kindle Unlimited. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow my Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com/cherishlively. Do you want to be a part of my Secret Obsession? I'm looking for secrets and tattletales to read aloud on the podcast. Do you know any small town secrets? Have you had a brush with danger that rocked your world? Are supernatural activities or hauntings keeping you up at night? Write your story and send it to mysecretobsessionpodcast at gmail.com.